All right, all right, all right. Happy Life Studios. Welcome back with your host, Steve-O. 25 years national inspirational speaker. Who's not going to get inspired today? Are you tired of being sad and confused? Maybe you're totally clueless. Well, here comes Steve Hayes. So get ready to live the happy life. Hi, I'm Steve Hayes. I'm Steve Hayes' wife, Christine. Actually, it's the other way around. I'm Christine Hayes' husband. That's true. It is true. How about that? (laughs) And I I think the purpose of us getting together right here is to just kind of explain to those that might be interested who we are, what we do. I'm glad that you're interested in our Happy Life podcast. And uh, so, Christine, you know, if you were to put into a word or a paragraph or something. I mean, who would you say you are? Well, back in 1966. (laughs) (laughs) They made a Mustang. They made a Mustang (laughs) that I drove when I was 17. No. You're a spoiled rich girl. That was a 67. I was born. Of course, that makes a big difference. From my mother. I took your joke. Oh, nice. (laughs) No one was supposed to come up with a new one. (laughs) That would be novel. (laughs) Get it? Anyway, you're funny um, now. You're a comedian, obviously. I would say that I am a mom and a wife, and I love being a mom and a wife. And I am a supporter of what we're doing here and part of spreading the happy message. So, if you want to know more about like Mimi, yeah, okay. I'm kind of a closet funny person. You are. Like, my family knows, my sisters and my brother and my mom and dad, they all know that I'm kind of funny, a little bit of a dry humor. Most people don't know that about me, and they she makes She I'm makes really me reserved. very funny, because when she, <clears throat> when, when you say a joke, whatever. I give you um, your material. Yeah, she doesn't say it loud enough, and so I'll repeat it, and everyone will laugh at me, and then she gets mad, but I'm like, hey, it's on the delivery. It's on how loud <laughs> you say it. So yes. you definitely have an amazing sense <clears throat> of humor. You love the laugh. I do. I love laughing and goofing around with the kids, our boys, which we have three of, 20, 15, and 13. And they are awesome, and they keep us busy. And um, and then other than that, I like to do a lot of different little jobs. Besides all the stuff that we do for our nonprofit, I also am a volunteer for our band program in the school district. I've been doing that for four years and really involved in that and have a few other part-time jobs with like the youth symphony and in my spare time I'm a gamer and a you reader. Are a gamer. Yep. Yep. I like to play games. For sure. Online games. MMO RPGs. Hey, watch your mouth. This is this might be a family thing show here. <laughs> and I like to read a lot. So So yeah. when when we end up getting married, by the way, um, do you remember remember when you met me? It's amazing that yes. that if, if if you were to meet both of us, you'd be like, How did he end up marrying up to her? Um, I think God had mercy on me. I'm not sure what sin you committed that, that you end up stuck with me, but I'm okay with it. But you remember when you first met me? 
Yes. Yeah, remember what, what I was wearing? You were wearing your lime green polyester <laughs> leisure suit. No lie, I have one. And you were, um, the very first time I met you, you were at a camp in Cedar Springs, Washington, and you were walking like a monkey across the stage in a green suit, and I thought, oh my goodness. And I thought, it's sealed the deal right there. The, the monkey and the lime green monkey. I was kind of afraid. Lime green polyester monkey. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up writing letters to each other and getting to know each other in our, in our hearts and brains, you know, through the mail. It's just it, mail. It's this thing that you write on a piece of paper. It's like an, it's like an analog email. And then you give it to a guy and he puts it in the comes and they put it in an envelope you and have to buy a stamp yeah a stamp there are these little things that cost 13 cents back in the day and we did a lot of talking that way and anyway we did you lived in the midwest and i lived out here in the seattle area you know and and, and uh, you knew that i was called to the ministry mm-hmm. you knew you knew i was called to to travel and uh share a message and yet you decided to say yes anyway well i had gone to a college at northwest university in kirkland for two years and it was while I was there that I was called to the ministry because I had previously thought about doing physical therapy or accounting. And I was minoring in business and not really sure exactly what I wanted to do, but I was taking a lot of music classes. While I was there, I really felt like I was called to ministry and predominantly in the youth. I didn't know exactly what that meant, but it was after my second year there that I met you and really felt like I needed to pursue that there were a lot of factors to that but when you say pursue that am i the that or is the ministry the that? <laughs> you're, you're the that well i guess a lime green polyester monkey would be considered <laughs> what else you call it i packed up my little car with all my stuff and drove out to wisconsin and i'm so glad that you did you took a big step there to do that so could you explain to those that might not understand what that what that means or think that they know that their version of it might be different than yours but when you say you felt called into the ministry can you kind of explain that at all I just felt like instead of the area that I was planning to go into, which was probably something in business or, like I said, I'd been drawn to physical therapy or something like that, I felt like when I was at school that my focus changed more to not just being about me and what I was going to do, but more about how I could help other people in a way that, not that accountants and physical therapists don't help other people, but in a way where I could really help change people's lives on the inside and their um, spiritual sense, their emotional, and what am I trying to say? They're just their self-esteem and that kind of okay. thing. I just really felt like that, you know, especially the with The insides youth, of them, not just the outsides. Yeah, I just felt like, especially with youth, that I wanted to really pour into them and kind of help them through. I had just come from high school, and it was rough in ways, you know, so... I just felt like I wanted to be a part of that. So when I met you, you were doing a lot of youth. You really had a calling to be in youth ministry. So I really felt like I wanted to be, I don't know, I felt a connection with you in that, not just, you know, our own physical connection, but just the, you know, the area of the direction that you were planning to go. So how do you feel about the whole Happy Life podcast, Happy Life Studios, the direction we're headed now? And... To think about, did this thing turn out how you thought it would turn out? Maybe I'll ask you that first. How did things turn out compared to what you had thought about when we first got together and you decided that you wanted to? Well, I originally, you had talked about traveling full-time, and I thought that was cool. 
um, the new youth pastor, and I thought that was pretty great, and we spent a lot of time pouring into kids mm-hmm. in that way. And I kind of had felt like I was going to be a youth pastor's wife and be involved in youth ministry and, yeah. and be a part of that. So and when, you were. Yeah, and I was for you quite a, a while. You did a great job with it, too. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> and then we, well, I like to goof around with people, so it works. But I think when when we both felt like we were supposed to travel and do this on our own full time, um, I was, I think I was made for that. Yeah. I just think I was made for that because I'm a very independent person in my own way. Even though I depend on people, I like to be alone and I like to have my own time and not everybody is able to do what we do because there's so there's not a lot of stability to it there's a lot of right moving pieces ups and downs and yeah scary parts exciting parts roller coasterish yeah and i felt like that was i don't know i felt more connected and in my niche when we started doing that even though it was scarier we didn't have the financial stability that we did as pastors but um, I felt like it's it was more my niche, and I felt like it was more yours too. We traveled, yeah. and then yeah. I mean, when then you had to start in the beginning. We traveled together; that was great. Yeah. I mean, we were literally living in a van down by the river. And we had I mean, a child. <laughs> we had a child, and things changed a little bit. And I think if we did didn't it again, have the same feelings about traveling. no. But I think if we would have known what we know, you know, after your second, third child, you just make him travel, and it would have been great. But yeah. we, we started going down. That, and then you started staying home, and I kept on traveling. And mm-hmm. but it is nice. I mean, I. I I wish everybody would travel every once in a while because it just when I come home to you, it's just such a great thing to see and realize that what I really have, who I really have. Um, using your own bed, your own shower, it's just when people live at home all the time or they always travel together, they don't get that. But absence really does make the heart grow fonder, you know. I remember when I first asked asked you if uh, if you liked this traveling thing because I was traveling, you were staying home, yeah. and remember what you said. I said something like, uh, yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I asked like why, that. and you said, you said, I like it because when you're home, you're home. That's nice mm-hmm. when I'm home, I'm at home. You know, if you add up all the hours, you know, I'm gone a couple weeks and I come home for a couple weeks. If you add up the hours, it's as much, if not more, as if I was working a regular job, you know, um, mm-hmm. eight to six or something mm-hmm. like that. But, but then you said, but when you're gone, I like that too. And I said, I will never, ever ask you that question again. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of did. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I did. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. But I know what you were saying was with that whole thing. Well, why don't you explain what you're saying with that? Well, I was starting to say, I don't know if this is what you're asking, but I feel like now that we're doing what we're doing, it's more your niche too. Because one of the things I think you've always been really great at is discipling and talking to people mean? one-on-one. Just kind of working with someone one-on-one and helping them through tough times okay. and helping them with practical ways. A lot of people can tell you what you need to do or tell you that you need to change, but you're really good at showing them how to do that. I believe that a lot of your, a huge portion of what you do isn't on the stage. It's when you sit down with people at a table and have a Coke. Instead of talking or, to a large group. It's yeah, the... and you're great at that too, but I'm just saying that I think that some of your most effective ministry has been that one-on-one time or that one-on-three time, you know, where you're sitting with a small group of people yeah. or you're sitting with one person and you're just um, 
sharing your heart with them and you're always so real that's what people say about you all the time you're a fun person you're a real person they feel like they can be themselves with you and so in that sense i think podcasting is one of the most powerful tools for you mm. because it's like you don't have to travel all over to these places to have that one-on-one -on -one time with people you can just get right into their homes wherever they are wow. and then they can actually ask you questions on your podcast and you can respond to them but I just feel like it's a really great tool to have that internet to be able to just you know right. utilize spread it. yourself a lot because we all struggle out. we all struggle yeah. with sadness <clears throat> and I'm glad you said that too because I've always worked really hard at at being the same person on the stage in front of hundreds or even thousands mm -hmm. as I am one-on-one -on -one with somebody I don't want to I don't morph into somebody else and play a character you know I just right. me talking a podcast is very natural to me I just sit down and I just picture you listener on the other end I just picture you listening yeah he and, does he actually looks at the wall and I yeah, can tell he's looking at maybe you should draw faces maybe I should <laughs> <laughs> that would be scary if you notice a big change in my podcasting that's probably what happened so you you mentioned about uh, this new direction that we're going what what is that new direction and how do you feel about it well, I'm excited about it because, A, I believe that you're going to be home more often. But um, I also feel like, um, well, it's not just you traveling all the time and leaving the family. I know that's been hard on you a lot of times, yeah. even though you like traveling. I do, but like the older I get, out. the more difficult <clears throat> it is, for sure. And, you know, it's I've likened us many times to military families where um, it might not be for a couple of years that you go, but you're gone for a lot of times. And we have to deal with that reentry every time you come right, home and right. having to, it's not just mom anymore making the decisions, it's mom and dad. And we should kids. do a podcast on that one of these days to talk about what it's like to do yeah, what we do. That know? would be really good. I'm sorry, I just cut you off. What? No, I mean, so you I said think kids. Well, just, you know, it's been hard on the kids too. I think even though it's kind of what they've known their whole right. lives and so they've adapted really well and they're great with it but it's not a normal situation so i think podcasting a in that sense people is don't gonna... normally put my name and normal in the same sentence so <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> that is really true but i think first of all it's going to afford you to be home more which is oh. a good thing and also it's just like I said earlier, just the opportunity to get the message out to more people and, yeah. you know, do that more. So yeah. the podcasting is kind of going to be your focus more, yeah. our focus more. Well, on multicasting, it's not even a term that many people are using mm -hmm. much yet, but taking the podcast and from the podcast, dozens of different ways to take that same viable message to help people out. Because I, I believe that that's what we are. <clears throat> I think we're messengers. So what do you mean by multicasting? Multicasting, that's that's taking one message and sit, spreading it out in numerous venues. You know, through blogging, video blogging, through books, through curriculum, through... Um, I, right now I've got over two <clears throat> dozen different ways that I'm working on taking the same message. So like before, you know, it's, it's funny because now I get it. I can stay home with my family more and actually even be more effective and yeah. reach more people through the Internet and go anywhere. Any Anytime someone is hurting, they can come from around the world and visit that site. I even believe that God has a lot to do with that sometimes, too. I think I've landed on places before. Uh, internet sites or people before where all of a sudden it just was some, it must have been a God thing because I wasn't planning on being there, but I was very mm -hmm. encouraged afterwards. So I think that, that the message now is going to be more widespread and I'm going to be able to even stay at home more. Because here's the problem that I have with when I go to speak is that it's one and done. 
You know, when I when I speak, the mm-hmm. moment I I finish and say I'm done, mm-hmm. it's most people. I mean, I can't even remember what I spoke on five minutes ago, let alone <laughs> anyone else. And I just hope that something I said will change your life. But for the most part, people leave and they go on their way. But you put it, you take the same message and you put it in in numerous podcasts and in multicasting and all these different venues and write it in a book. And now it can be shared. Um, now and that can be keep repeated. Just it's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. You know, and um, and so I'm really excited about that because I, I really believe that that's what God has made us to do. I think mm-hmm. God has made us messengers. I think He's He's beat this message into us. He's loved this message into us. I mean, we're, we're we've been around the block a few times, and and it, life didn't turn out like we thought it would, you know. But we have learned from that. And like you said, a, a message of encouragement. Just got done talking to a friend of mine who just said, you know, that when I asked him who he thought we were, and he said, "Where is joy?" You know, and that's really what I want to do. I think that's what we are. And I, I think one of your biggest roles is there's not a lot of um, women that could do what you do uh, to be home. And, and you're a single mom half the year right now, you know, yeah. and your steadiness keeps me online, keeps me on track. Your brain helps keep me from going all over the place. And you've talked me off the ledge so many times. And um, But together we, we spread a message. And that's why we started this whole happy life. And it, there's, there's so much more to it. But... There's so many people that we can reach, and uh, we're so honored that you came to listen to us um, on this podcast. I hope it's something that you'll continue, that you'll subscribe to, and and share it with your friends if you like it. If you don't like it, certainly don't subscribe. You feel free to unsubscribe. But we just really want to make people happier. We want to make we want to help change people's lives for the better. Yes. And not just make them happy based upon circumstantial <clears throat> evidence, but make them happy on give them some tools and some tips and if nothing else from the mistakes that I'm making or have made in the past to let us know. I just think we got to life is a lot like golf. Golf is a very difficult game, you know, and that's why I like it so much and my wife is called a golf widow for many years, but it just it's so like it very much. <laughs> But but <laughs> golf is so difficult that I've learned one thing. Sometimes I have to throw the scorecard away. Sometimes I just have to cut myself some break because it's just tough and life Sometimes it turns out we end up in the woods. We end up slicing it in the woods or or mm-hmm. we end up hitting a really bad shot. And what do we do from there? Well, I think sometimes you just need to drop another ball and not worry about it. And we need to cut ourselves some slack. And and I that's what I want to help people do. And I think I'm glad you're on my team and on my side and got my back. And, and together, that's kind of what we're here for. That's kind of what Happy Life Studios is all about. And it's more than Happy Life Studios, too. It's also, you know, a lifestyle. So any any closing thoughts that that you'd like to tell the people out there listening? Both of them. (laughs) Your mom and mine. (laughs) If you don't like it, don't badmouth it. (laughs) We just want to help. Yeah, we do. And we want you to have a happy life. I agree with Christine. Have a happy life. Thanks for listening. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy and you will be happy too